You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast, and this is episode number 29. What is up, my friends? We are coming to an end of the summer series. This is the last episode of the Purity series we have been doing this summer, and I am so excited to bring it to you. This is a Bible study episode, which is super exciting. And technically, almost all my solo shows could be Bible studies because I do share scripture with you. But this one is going to be a step-by-step breakdown of Proverbs 4.23. Now, this particular scripture has been near and dear to my heart because I was seeking what the Lord wanted me to know about having a pure heart. And this is the scripture that has been illuminated to me. And so I am just excited and thrilled that I can share it with you. Today, we will talk about what it means to be a palace keeper, why it's important to be the guards of our hearts, and what the Lord is saying through Proverbs 4.23 on how we must have diligence in keeping our heart pure because out of it is the issues of life. So guys, I am so, so excited to bring this Bible study to you today. I encourage you to pause this right now. Grab a notebook and a pen and make sure you take notes from this episode, episode number 29 that I am calling Keeping a Diligent Heart. You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast. I'm JC and this is the place where we get real, sharing truthful insights that will encourage us to make intentional choices in both life and business. I want to start conversations that not many young Christians today are having. Will you join me? Have you ever thought about your emotional health? Everyone talks about being in shape physically and how it's important to live a life with a clean body, right? Well, I wrote my first book, The Palace Keepers, seven years ago that dives into the most overlooked problem of this generation. It's about emotional purity. Ever hear of it? Maybe not. And that's why The Palace Keepers is a vital resource to open our minds to keeping our hearts pure. This book features my personal testimony about how God grabbed a hold of my life when I was 22 years old. It also goes deep into biblical truths concerning purity of the heart and what King Jesus expects of us as our own palace keeper. To celebrate seven years since writing The Palace Keepers, I redesigned the cover art to feature a beautiful high-quality photograph of an awesome gate door surrounded by luscious, vibrant greenery. Books are now fully stocked in the shop, so now is the perfect time to snag one while you can. Just go to HelloAwesomeMinistries.com, click the shop button in the menu bar, and then click the book section. Please do not wait to grab a copy. They normally don't last long. Books are only $14 with free shipping, so take advantage of this deal. In a world where sin is glorified and purity is mocked, protecting your body is not enough. Purity is more than sexual abstinence or virginity. The Lord Jesus Christ has called you to be a palace keeper to protect the purity of your heart. Are you ready? Hey everyone, we are back with another episode of the Hello Awesome podcast. And today we will be ending our purity series that we've been doing here during the solo shows on the podcast this summer. That doesn't mean that we are done talking about this topic. But I've been sharing insights and lessons from my very first book, The Palace Keepers, which is all about the purity of the heart. And right now I am reaching the halfway mark of the book. After this, 
the book gets very detailed into what a palace keeper's job is and the tools God gives us to do the job right. So I encourage you, if you want to learn more about emotional purity and how you can be your own palace keeper, click the link in my bio to purchase the book or head to HelloAwesomeMinistries.com and go to shop and then books to snag one of your own. Another way to get your hands on the entire book is to leave a positive review on iTunes, take a screenshot of that review, and DM it to me on Instagram at HelloAwesomeMinistries, and I will email you a free copy of the digital version of The Palace Keepers. So this is the 29th episode of the Hello Awesome podcast, and we have reached the six-month mark since it was launched in February. I really can't believe it, and I just want to take a minute before jumping in here just to say thank you for all the love and support. The comments, shares, emails, and DMs have really encouraged me so much. I could never have imagined such a response. It was, of course, something I dreamed of, but to see how God worked through the Hello Awesome podcast these last six months has really been mind-blowing. I was nervous and scared, stepping into something totally new and foreign to me. But we serve a faithful God. Next week will be the 30th episode and the beginning of a long podcast break for about a month or so. It will give you time to catch up on the amazing episodes that we have so far already. It'll also give me time to plan and schedule out the rest of the year and into the new year with more interviews and solo shows. I also have some family vacations planned, so I want to be present during those, which may include a trip to General Conference in September. So after the 30th episode is released next week, no new episodes will come out until about October. I've hit the ground running, bringing you a brand new episode for almost 30 weeks now, and it's time to just slow down and get a better grip on the new schedule coming up. So I will be back. Don't worry. Breaks are good and necessary. We should always be okay with taking a minute to rest and reevaluate. Going into creating this podcast, I didn't plan to have a season one and then break in between each season. But I think I'm going to start doing that as a way to refocus on what matters, making a plan and building future content. Okay, let's dive into this study on Proverbs 4.23. This was a study that I did in my personal Bible reading time when I had my own apartment way before I was married. I was dating my husband at the time and I had my own apartment for a year. And let me tell you, if you are not married, I highly suggest you having your own space, if not your own room, then your own place that you can be by yourself and alone with God and strengthen your relationship with God. Because I will tell you that that time in my apartment was like Bible boot camp for me. I attended church faithfully. I did Bible studies. I was able to kind of form this strong bond with God that only has gotten stronger throughout the years. And so I do highly recommend that um, if you don't have your own place, if you're living with your parents, that's fine. But if you are single, if you are in waiting, please take that time to get close with God because it will set your foundation for your marriage, for your role as a husband or a wife, for your life. Okay. Anyways, with that said, I want to talk about how much like jobs in the real world, God has many jobs for us in the spiritual world. 
There are many jobs throughout scripture, but one of the most crucial jobs in all of God's word is the guard of your heart. This is what I've been calling a palace keeper. If the job of a palace keeper is not filled by the right applicant, there is no telling what condition your heart will be in. Just like a job on earth, an interview process needs to be implemented before we give any job responsibilities to somebody else. Is this person going to take care of my heart the way it needs to? What are their motives for wanting my heart? I really need a full-time guard, but will this person only act part-time? Will this person be healthy or unhealthy for my heart? These are important questions to ask when you're looking at a potential spouse or significant other. As I read this scripture, I really want you to ask God to reveal its truth to your heart so that you will understand the job of guarding it. Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. See, when you're looking for a new job, aren't there questions concerning the job that are important to you? Like, what kind of job is it? How will I perform the tasks that's asked of me? Why is this job even needed? It's all about the what, the how, and the why. The when really isn't important because we already know the answer to that. It's right now. If we're searching for a job, when do we need one? Right now. So I want to share these three questions that can apply to three parts of scripture. Number one, what is the Lord trying to say to me and teach me? This will be the topic. Two, how can I properly follow what the Lord says? And this will be our response. And question three, why is the Lord bringing this to my attention? And this will be the lesson. Now, all three of these questions need to be looked at carefully and prayed about. Each one leads into the next one and will reveal many things to your heart that God wants you to know. Many passages of scripture are instructions on how to keep our hearts pure and solely dependent on Jesus. Now, in order to properly analyze what job is required of us through Proverbs 4.23, we must allow God to interview us. We can't just read about a job in the newspaper and then start working the next day, right? That'd be cool. But there has to be a cleansing process of different applicants before the right one is chosen. If we take that same concept, there has to be a cleansing process in our hearts in order to properly fulfill what's asked of us. Now, this verse in Proverbs will help us all see the what, how, and the why in God's plan for our hearts. Then God will lead us to the right paths to true emotional healing and purity. So we're going to break this down into three parts. Part one, what is our main job requirement? Answer, keep thy heart. Now, if we look at the scripture, especially this one, the word keep is a very powerful word. When we study it, it's even more amazing. Keep means to hold or retain, to maintain in condition or order, to maintain control of, to guard, or to protect. Now, the scripture states that we need to keep or guard our hearts. It's just too easy to let things slowly trickle inside of our seams because many things that are disguised as good are really not. Matthew 7.15 says, 
Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Guarding your heart is a full-time job, just like the guard that protects a beautiful palace. And it's his job to not allow anyone inside the palace who's not authorized. If the guard is not diligent, treasures and valuable items may be stolen from the palace. The owners who live there won't feel safe if they have a guard who is sleeping on the job or who's not even careful. Lives may even be in danger. So let's think about your heart as a beautiful palace. God is the owner, but you've been given the job of a full-time guard. What does God expect from you as a guard? What must you be alert about to protect the palace? What treasures has God given you to watch over? Though we may have the heart in our own possession, it still belongs to the Creator. 2 Corinthians 8.12 says, For if there be first a willing mind, it is accepted according to that a man hath, and not according to that he hath not. Now part of doing a good job is having a willing mind, meaning a conscience that will surrender. Our hearts need to be willing as well to allow God to change us. It is only through a willing mind and heart that the Lord really can move. Though the Almighty has all power and authority and can perform this instantly, He would rather have us make the right choice in choosing His way. If you are unwilling to allow God to change your heart, God will not stop trying to reach you. He will, however, patiently wait on the sidelines for you to notice what you are missing. Having a full-time job as our palace keeper, we must be willing to complete what is asked of us. If we are not, we are just stagnant and useless workers. If you be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. Isaiah 1.19 In order to fully understand the process of guarding our hearts, we'll have to look at the next part of the verse. So this brings me to part number two. We know what the job is now, palace keeper. But how can we accomplish what is required? So part two is this. How do we do the job that's required? And the answer, with all diligence. Diligence means a zealous and careful nature in one's actions and work. Okay, so we've gone through the first part of the interview process. How do you think it's going? Do you think you'll be able to accomplish the tasks that have been asked of you? How do you feel about your abilities to be a palace keeper? A little overwhelmed? I absolutely get that. But you know what? I have good news for you. God offers free training. That's right. It's free. You don't have to pay a thing. He has already paid full price up front. God is the only one who truly understands the full capacity of what it takes to guard a heart. He is the only one who knows the ins and outs of the job and how to prepare us for the journey. Being the creator and owner of the heart, Jesus is the absolute best source to seek for help as to how to do your job well. So think about this scenario. If you are supposed to be a palace guard and you have a question about your job, would you ask the gardener? What about the nanny? The cook? It just doesn't make sense to ask somebody about a job that they know nothing about. There will be coworkers who will try and influence your job decisions, but the right choices have to come from someone who has the knowledge. 
and that someone is the Lord Jesus Christ, the King of Kings. We all are in charge of making sure that our hearts stay guarded and protected. Yes, it is a daily process, one that requires absolute precaution and carefulness. To be diligent is to be consistent, constantly filtering what goes in and out of your heart, much like a guard constantly filtering what goes in and out of a palace. Palace keeper, the best filter is the Lord Jesus Christ and putting him in that rightful place that will make the diligent process even possible. He has the knowledge and wisdom to know how to filter your heart. Yet, he has given you the opportunity to receive the knowledge and wisdom through scriptures. James 2.23 says, And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. In an earthly job, we usually try to please the boss, right? Now, I didn't say the boss was easy to please, but you know what? We're in luck. As the king of our palace, God is merciful and full of grace. Hallelujah. Scriptures describe the type of boss the Lord Jesus is, but also tell us that he is more than just our boss to please. He is also our savior, our father, and our friend. How many bosses do you know have all those qualities? Psalm 84:11 says, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Isaiah 45, 21 says, There is no God else beside me, a just God and a Savior. There is none beside me. So we looked at the two parts of this study. The what, keep thy heart, and the how, with all diligence. And we understand now that with emotional purity, the main problem starts with our hearts, and it's our responsibility to properly guard it, as appointed by the Lord. And now that we see this, we need to know why we are doing this, and what God expects as results. This leads to the last part, part number three. Why do we need to have this job? And the answer, for out of it are the issues of life. I want you to take a second and think about why you would need a full-time job. Why are you searching? Is it because you need a steady income or are you just bored? For many of us, we're not really given much of a choice when it comes to not having a full-time job. In order to live decently, we must have some sort of financial stability and having a full-time job provides that. Some households are blessed to have just one working spouse, like my household, while others need both to work in order to make ends meet. And neither of those are right or wrong. It's truly based upon the different needs of the family. So what are your needs? Throughout the Bible, we can plainly see how God feels about our hearts and that he cares about what is inside of them. It's not just Proverbs 4.23 alone that deal with this issue. An issue means a situation or a problem surrounding a specific circumstance. It is more of a conflicting situation, which may involve one or more parties. Now, the issues of life can mean all possible situations that our hearts can create or lead us into. Instead of saying, for out of it, we can also say, for out of your heart. It means just the same. An issue doesn't necessarily have to be seen as negative. There can be many positive issues. However, it all depends on the state of our heart and 
what we're feeding it. Psalm 19.14 says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Psalms 5.9 says, For there is no faithfulness in their mouth. Their inward part is very wickedness. Their throat is an open sepulcher. They flatter with their tongue. Now we have to wonder why emotional purity is so important to God. We've heard many times that our physical bodies should be kept pure, right? However, there's not much emphasis in Christian society about the emotional and spiritual conditions of our hearts. Now I have found through my own research and prayer something that is quite profound. And I can see it in my own life by some of my past choices. See, when it comes to physical purity, the decision to keep pure needs to be made prior to any awkward or uncomfortable encounters. It's so much more important to prepare yourself before the temptation than to be unprepared and vulnerable to fall. And I believe that Proverbs 4.23 is the Lord warning us about this ahead of time. Now for me, I see how vulnerable and fragile my heart really was before I put the Lord first. I had allowed other people to be the king or the boss of my heart instead of putting God in that position. And what was worse is I did not take the job of being my palace keeper, but I had given that job away as well. My emotions were being controlled by other people who should never have had that kind of power. It is so, so dangerous to give your heart away before giving your body away. Looking back now, I realized that I had moved things way too soon and way too fast. I was emotionally promiscuous. My decisions seemed like my decisions, but in actuality, I had become a puppet with invisible strings. Now, not protecting our hearts and our emotions is what actually leads us to do things we wouldn't normally do. If we think about it, it's really rare for us to just wake up every day and purposely want to make those decisions that will send us down the wrong path. It is a constant battle with our natural desires to keep them in line every day with God's desires. We hold some precious treasures in our hearts, just like a palace. If someone has control over our emotional well-being, those treasures will not be cared for the way the Lord intended them to be. In order to stay cautious and to protect our hearts, we really need to keep God as our focus. And yeah, that's easier said than done. The best part of having God as the boss of your heart is that you will always have an opportunity to grow. He has so many lessons and skills to teach you and is always willing to help you throughout the process. You are never alone. Choosing a different path, meaning keeping your heart an open door and not putting up your guard, will only leave you feeling empty, hurt, depressed, unloved, and full of so many other unpleasant but inevitable feelings. That is why it is truly important to protect your heart against emotional impurity. I know this from experience, and that's why I'm so passionate sharing this with you. Because if I can just save one person from the heartache and all the drama that I went through, it's so worth it. Now, looking back at Proverbs 4.23, we can see the what, the how, and the why. But what about the when? Now, we briefly talked about that in the beginning, but let's go to Psalm 61.8. So I will sing praise unto thy name forever, that I may daily 
perform my vows. See, I asked God when I was first shown this pattern in scripture, where's the when in all of this? When do I put this into action? And as I thought about that, the Lord began to reveal to me other verses for the answer. Guys, this is daily. We must apply his principles to our lives each and every day for our hearts to be properly protected and changed. And it's so true that God's timing is perfect and things will happen when he ordains it. However, now is when we have to obey his word and apply it. We shouldn't wait. 2 Corinthians 15.31 says, I protest by your rejoicing, which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord. I die daily. Now, when I first read 2 Corinthians 15.31, I have to admit that I did get a little freaked out. What? Die daily? Noah, thank you. But the more I read the passage and the surrounding verses, and I read it in context, I began to see what Paul was talking about was his humanity in the situation. It was about putting down what our flesh wants and picking up what God wants. Not just when we feel like it or when it's convenient, but all the time. It's protecting us emotionally so that physically we are protected as well. Proverbs 8, 32-35 says, Now therefore hearken unto me, O ye children, for blessed are they that keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise, and refuse it not. Blessed is a man that heareth me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors. For whoso findeth me findeth life, and shall obtain favor of the Lord. Okay, now remember earlier when I asked you what your needs were? Now after listening to this a little bit more, do you kind of understand that maybe some of what you considered your needs were actually your wants? When we know who God is, we know what he wants us to do. And we are able to keep our hearts diligent for him. Our hearts then can change and our wants become his wants. All right, Palace Keeper, you now understand what your job is, what is expected of you, and how to get the job done. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. King Jesus has hired you, and now it's showtime. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Hello Awesome podcast. Next week will be the last episode of the season episode number 30, and I'll be sharing my interview with the lovely Nicole Chris. We talk about what it looked like at the beginning stages of her creating the piano studio and having faith to take the next step. So I can't wait to bring that to you next week. And thank you guys so much. These last six months have been amazing. I love you guys so much. If you really enjoy the podcast, please write a review, a good review on iTunes. Send me a screenshot on Instagram, DM it to me, and I can send you a free copy of The Palace Keepers or even my latest book, The Glitter Effect. Be sure to also check out my website, HelloAwesomeMinistries.com. There is a link in the show notes. I have all my books available on my website in the shop, both The Glitter Effect, The Palace Keepers, and even a couple Color Me Modest coloring books on there. All right, friends, I hope you have a blessed, blessed day. And I will talk to you again real soon. 
If you found this episode inspiring or helpful, would you take a screenshot of it and share it on your Instagram stories? Tagging me at Hello Awesome Ministries. It will encourage me that you were blessed. Also, don't forget to leave a review and subscribe so you can tune into future episodes. To learn more about Hello Awesome, head to helloawesomeministries.com. Until next time, keep your chin up, beautiful.